Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. Pompeii, the ancient Roman city destroyed but preserved by the eruption of Mount Vesuvius, has been a place of intense archaeological study since it was uncovered in the 19th century. But a recent discovery had the internet ablaze in June because it almost looked like pizza existed in 79 AD. Basically, some archaeologists found this wholesale bakery with a very nice fresco painting on the wall that displayed an image very similar to pizza. I'm looking at it right now and it does look kind of like pizza. But the archaeologists say this is impossible because tomatoes are native to South America and hadn't been imported yet and mozzarella hadn't even been invented yet. While it might look like pizza, experts are saying it's probably focaccia bread with toppings. Still, it proves the point that humans across history have been topping circular bread with things, and that is pretty close to the definition of pizza if you squint. Anson, it's good to be back in NWA. Welcome back. Thank you. It, you know, it's always fun to go away, but then it's usually fun to come home sure, as well. Yeah. Things you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. I will say the one thing I'm having trouble readjusting to is the temperature. Oh. Because we were visiting Seattle. Uh-huh. So like up in the north. What uh, uh, what were the temperatures like up there? Yeah, they were like in the 70s. That and like nice. the last day we left, it was like drizzly and like 60. Like it was cold. <laughs> and then we came back to this and I'm having just a little bit of temperature envy. Yeah. But other than that, really glad <laughs> to be back home. We have to go back to the future. That is a pretty typical movie trope, maybe in sci-fi and action films. The main characters have to go back to the past for some reason to fix something in their present or in their future, but they always make a big deal about not changing too much and how the smallest things have big ramifications. I feel like that is summarized pretty nicely in this quote that I found online and I wanted to share it with you. When people talk about traveling to the past, they worry about radically changing the present by doing something small, but barely anyone in the present really thinks that they can radically change the future by doing something small. I thought that was profound because how many times do we go about our day thinking, oh, it's such a small thing, it's not gonna matter, but then God multiplies that small thing and it can change everything for someone. Isn't that crazy? We really can make a positive difference by being faithful with what God gives us and trust him to do the rest. All right, so Kara, you just got back from a trip. Yeah. I assume you flew yes, yes, to we Seattle. Did. Lots of time on an airplane. Did you uh, check some bags? You we have to did. wait at the baggage claim. Yeah, we had to do the that. baggage carousel thing. Yeah. Okay. There's this feeling that I get. I'm not sure if you have experienced this as well. It uh-huh. may just be some lingering trauma that I've had from <laughs> you, losing my bags once upon a time. You have had some baggage trauma, yeah. But every time I'm at a baggage claim, yeah. I get a little nervous. That's fair. Because I'm sitting there going like, uh, nope, nope, that one's not mine. Uh, nope, that, you know, just like waiting for oh, your yeah. bag to come out. Totally. There's that tension Anx- you feel. Anxiety. As you're waiting on your bag to show up. Yeah. Uh, which is why I thought this story was so funny. A, a bunch of travelers at Philadelphia's airport uh-huh. were treated to a rather their rare spectacle at the baggage claim. Oh. Imagine you're sitting there, you're waiting for your bag to show up, uh-huh. and you're like, oh, maybe that one's it. But yeah. instead of a bag popping out, it's uh-huh. a raccoon. What? <laughs> this That's... happened in the Philadelphia airport. Oh my goodness. A random raccoon. That is... <laughs> 
pops out of the baggage claim onto the carousel. That's not normal. And people are like screaming. And oh yeah! Like, ah, what is going on? What like, in the world? The the raccoon apparently got lost in one of the baggage tunnels. Was oh, just no. attempting to get out. Aww, Poor little guy. He was yeah. probably as terrified oh, as everybody else. I'm sure. Um, or <laughs> conversely, maybe he like me also lost his luggage. Oh, maybe. Poor so. guy's just running around the baggage claim going, "Is this my? Nope, is that one's not mine? my. Is nope, this, nope. Ah. It's got to be here somewhere, right? I sure hope they didn't lose my luggage. Oh man. a warm fuzzy feeling to hear my husband say this is rather adventurous i like the sound of that i like hearing that i'm adventurous my name is zoe and i didn't think it was that big of a deal but there was a new coffee shop that had opened and we knew the owners and my husband and i weren't doing anything on that particular morning and so i said hey let's get in the car let's go for a drive it's about half an hour away let's go check it out And so as we were driving on our way to the brand new coffee shop, he told me that this was a fun little adventure. And I just thought that was great. You know, just a little thing, us trying a new coffee shop was still kind of adventurous and spontaneous. I wonder what other little things we can do with one another that end up making life just a a little more magical. Have you ever been praying and had that thought where you wondered, whether God was actually listening. Mm. I think it's an okay thing to admit. Mm. I know sometimes that feels like it's not okay. Right. But I think a lot of us have had this particular doubt before. Definitely. The other night I was reading Acts chapter 10. And in that chapter, we learn about a centurion named Cornelius. And he's a devout, God-fearing man. And scripture tells us that he prayed to God regularly. And his story makes a point about the importance of this regular practice of prayer. Now, of course, like we pray spontaneously sometimes and anytime really as Paul taught, but I was reading something from Beth Moore. She said, we should consider the value of a regular daily time set aside for focused prayer. And the next part is important, whether you actually feel like it or not, right? Whether that day you felt like God knew you were there, whether you were feeling anything in response, whether you got specific direction or not, whether you felt like that particular day you got anything at all out of your Bible reading or your prayer time. Right. Because some days, that's just how it goes, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I bet Cornelius had some of those days too. Yeah. If he was truly praying regularly. Mm. But then one day, the book of Acts says he saw clearly in a vision, an angel of God who came in and spoke to him. Ooh. Just like that. Like, it probably felt very sudden yeah. and kind of jarring, right? Yeah. And I think we've kind of adapted as a culture to this kind of, like, instant messaging lifestyle where we get constant feedback and response to whatever right. it is that we're doing. Yeah. But, again, Beth Moore points out the effects of prayer are cumulative. Hmm. For instance, the very thing we prayed so hard for last year may have been timed by God's sovereign authority and wisdom for an answer today. Mm. But for a year, it may have seemed like you were getting nothing in response. Interesting. We may miss those moments because three days later, after praying, we shrug <laughs> our shoulders and we decide, you know what? Yeah. Maybe I'm just talking to the sky mm. and maybe this is pointless. Wow. So Cornelius prayed to God regularly. Mm. And I think he can be an encouragement for us to do the same because mm. there he was one day postured, focus, and listening Mm. when God, seemingly quite suddenly, Mm. determined to do a really remarkable thing. Mm. So have patience. Maintain faith and hope. The Lord sees, he hears, and he esteems your practice of prayer. It never, ever doesn't matter. 
Zoe here, and I never would have thought of this, but it makes sense. If you're needing a mood boost, try some aromatherapy. In other words, something that smells nice. I mean, I baked muffins just a few days ago, and walking into the kitchen the next day and knowing it still smelled like freshly baked banana muffins just instantly made me happy. So I think there's some truth to this. You know, if you've got a favorite scented soap or lotion, just, you know, take a big whiff of it, I guess. <laughs> and if you are not feeling too great, you know, maybe just getting a cup of nice tea, some peppermint or chamomile tea and sniffing it. Or maybe if you're a coffee addict like me, taking a big old whiff of coffee. <laughs> I know it's weird to think of smelling things as making you feel better, but I think there's some truth to this. I think this is great. So my husband and I just got back from a trip up to the Northwest, visiting some family in Seattle, which was a first for us. It was a lot of fun. And Seattle's a really fun town because like, there's a lot of people who are out like walking or running or biking. Like it seems like a very healthy place. Oh, people yeah. are always exercising. Mm -hmm. And so you go and you visit and you think, yeah, I'm gonna do that too. <laughs> okay. And then you start walking up the hills uh, and there are so many hills, yeah. let me tell you. And so after about a day of that, my husband and I were like, uh, <laughs> Rethinking so yeah, that. we're kind of tired. Is there like another way to get up these hills? <laughs> So they also have all of these like e-bikes all around town that you can uh, rent yes. like by the minute. We never okay. used these before, but we were like, maybe we should try those out. Yeah. So we did. And it was so <laughs> fun because if you've never ridden an e-bike, which most of you probably have, but we hadn't, I mean, it, it propels you up right. the hills. Feels like magic almost. It does feel like magic. In fact, one time we passed a poor soul on a regular bicycle going up the hill uh. and I felt kind of bad, <laughs> but also like just delighted. Yeah. Like just like, bye. And so we really enjoyed the e-bikes and man, I don't know if we'll Kinda ever need to get one yeah, now. <laughs> we might need to get one. I don't know if we can go back to regular bikes now. Front door cameras are becoming more common and with it, more crazy stories about interesting things happening on people's front door. A boy and his friends were walking through the neighborhood and the friends attempted a ding-dong ditch, but the boy afterwards came to his neighbor's camera and gave this message. You matter, all right? There's always going to be someone who cares about you. You're a good person. No matter what people say about you, you matter. I'm trying to say something nice. You matter. Man or girl, whoever you are, you matter to someone. Just keep that in mind. Don't forget that. The boy was giving this message to their neighbor who they may have never met and obviously it struck a chord with the owner of this front door camera because he shared it to the internet. And I think it's safe to say that this is a message we all need to hear. You matter. The boy's message actually reminded me of the message of the gospel, the good news to the world, that we are loved, that we matter, that we are rescued. I don't know about you, but I think I sometimes accidentally forget that. I forget God's love for me or God's love for others. Sometimes we need a reminder. So here's your reminder coming from a simple gesture of a boy talking to his neighbor's front door camera that you are loved and you matter. Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind.
and rewind. 